This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Hidden Power. This is a Pokemon podcast. Today, we've got a ton of viewer questions and comments. We're going to be talking about a wide range of Pokemon topics from Scarlet and Violet DLC, Generation 10, and even some personal questions. My name is Dusty Gogoat. Today, I'm with the Lumios Post. Hey, guys. And Soul Silver Art. What's up? Guys, let's start with the most basic question. What is your favorite Pokemon? I'm not a furry, but Lucario. Oh, man. All right. Okay, well, well, that's the episode. I'm not that's a furry. the episode, folks. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's just who got me into the franchise. I was uh, a wee little lad. I don't even remember how old I was, but it was like Diamond and Pearl were just about to come out. Maybe even they were already out. I don't know. But Burger King was doing like little promos, and I got a Manaphy case, like a, for a card case that was a Manaphy, and inside was a promo for Lucario, and it's a Diamond and Pearl on the side of it, uh, and I thought, he is really cool looking, and I found out that there was a movie about him, so I watched that movie, and I just, I, I was in love with it, I, I think lucario is such a cool pokemon it got mega evolution the mega evolution's phenomenal ash used it and it kicked cynthia's garchomp's butt so i mean it, it's just so cool of a pokemon is this the card that's the one that's the one nice dude it looks like a terra it looks like a terra a terrestrial uh electric type that's cool yeah yeah it's it was man that dude i'm not gonna lie you pulling that up i, I almost brought tears to my eyes just the nostalgia <laughs> yep oh jeez. It, it Lucario really is a great Pokemon. Like, I think it is good. I think it really. It's is one good. of those objectively cool ones. It's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. It's what cool. about you, Soul? My my story is kind of similar in a lot of ways. I I have two favorite Pokemon because I still can't decide right now. But in my the nostalgia Pokemon that is my favorite is Lugia, um, mm. because of the movie Two Thousands. So there you go. It kind of connects to you. Like that whole. I was just so hyped back. In, in like Gen 1 times I was like, we had all the 151 and then the new Pokemon were coming out and I just wanted to see like nothing's changed basically from now to then like I just wanted to see the new ones that were coming like Don Fan they showed in the movie yeah. and and then Lugia ended up coming out and it was just like huge and I love it I still love it so much it's just a it's, great Pokemon it's such a cool Pokemon it really is um, yeah and then, then my other one is uh, Ultra Necrozma I just I adore it just how the design of it and that's it like uh, it must be painful one of your favorite pokemon being locked behind a gimmick that is, we may never see is. again <laughs> that's kind of why i have two to be honest because lugia lugia is amazing do not get me wrong like i love the design and everything but it the alternate crows gave it a run for its money i feel like they're kind of similar design they're like dragon looking sure, kind of things like sure, that yeah. But, yeah so I, I like normal necrozma too a lot but it doesn't compare to Lugia, so... So, if Ultra Necrozma was not locked behind a Z-move, would it beat Lugia for you? It's almost beating Lugia just in general, because I love yeah. it that much. Like, that... So probably... They're so <laughs> different, though. They really are. I want to play... I kind of want to play through with Sun and Moon again to order in order to battle this thing. It is... It's a light dragon. That is kind of I, epic. It's 
so that is so epic. cool. It's it is really good. I don't think I appreciate it enough for what it is. Like that is really cool. And do you guys remember? See, so yeah, regular Necrozma, like the whole thing was. I remember there was. It wasn't even leaks, but like the theories were that like you could pull apart Ultra Necrozma's pieces and reform it into a dragon. And we literally got a dragon. It didn't become the dragon that it kind of looked like, but here it is. There you go. Look at that. That is so cool to me, because it's like the head. Look, you flip the head over, and it's got. Oh, that's so cool to me. I think that's so okay, sick. But it is the same, though. Like, so that is Ultra Necrozma's face. It's just so much bigger than regular Necrozma that it, it, that's the head. It flips up and it just all fills with light. And that, that Necrozma's head is actually its body. I, so I think for me, I would say any Pokemon in the Gen 2 pixel art could easily be one of my favorites. I'm trying to find the art I was just looking at of Lugia. Here it is. Like, I think yeah. this, literally any Pokemon in this art style just pull something out of me um i think so if i had to if i had to pick something it'd be scissor would be my favorite pokemon but a, there's been a lot of other pokemon that i've kind of like grown to Ask, love not go goat no not no no go no, <laughs> go go is cool go go is cool um but go go was more of like a an aesthetic that i was trying to go for this like right. it's kind of like it's kind of like yeah go it's kind of like uh it's like a not a it's like a noble steed, right? It kind of has like this dragon energy to it. Uh, it reminds me of my dog a little bit. It's dirty. It's a mountain climber. It's a hermit. It's just a, it's like a vibe. I, I think Go Goat is cool. Sounds like Go Goat might be your favorite Pokemon. No way, no watch. Because watch <laughs> this. Look at no no. Because look at this. Oh, I, just I cannot disagree. Here, Gen Two Scizor. Check this out. Mm. Epic. Mm, I thought dude. your favorite was Scizor or Sableye. I don't know why I thought Sableye was your favorite. Yeah, so I was going to say Scizor is my favorite, but there's a lot of other Pokemon like Sableye, like Rotom. There's a lot of uh, ha 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 Hatterene. There's a lot of Pokemon that have popped up as some of my like contenders for favorites because they've been good competitively, like Conkledor. I love Conkledor so much because of this what? like drain punch set that I have with wow. it. It's it's I use it in so many battles. It's shiny. I it's it's so great. So like a lot of Pokémon if I battle with them a lot, I I start to get like really attached to them. But purely aesthetic, Scizor takes the cake. Look at this art. It's so amazing. Um yeah, that's that's definitely I would say my favorite Pokémon. How did you that's guys get how cuz how how did you guys get your uh, your usernames? Because I got my username for how I told you. I thought I thought it was a cool Pokemon. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear about you guys. So I'll let you take this one. That was another question that we got. <laughs> yeah, um, mine actually comes from Lugia as well. Uh, mm. I I love Silver version. Like I never, I never really was like in love with Soul Silver. I mostly played Silver version, and Soul Silver Soul is Silver's a better a version. Yeah, of exactly. So it's just like easy. And I was just looking for something that was like related to Lugia. And wait, 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 okay, wait, wait. the big wait, thing. Did you wait? Wait. Did you say you never played? Which one did you not play? No, I played both. I okay. just didn't. I was just saying, like, I loved Silver like a whole lot more. Like, it, okay. Soul Silver was just like replaying it, not even really thinking about it. Okay. Um, Look at but this. the one of the main reasons is because I've named my player character Silver ever since after mm. Yellow Version. So like, so when Silver Version came out, I was Silver, even though my rival was Silver. And so, so I just That's went, really cool. I like that. Yeah, it was just Silver forever. I actually, for the first time in Gen 9, changed it to Soul because of all this fun stuff that we've been doing. That's so but, cool. Um, so that reminds me, like, I, there, 
I'll, I guess I'll ask you after. There's a bunch of names that I always pick for protagonists when I replay games. Yeah, it's fun. It is. It's interesting. It's funny. Uh, yeah. I always just do Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Zach from the Lumios post. That's what you should type, type if you had enough. If you had enough characters. Yeah. 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 I mean, the main reason I love Silver the Rival. Like, if there was a player, if there was a character that I could be in that universe, that's what it would be. That's you cool. Know? Yeah. Solid. So that's that's Solid. where the name comes from. Just Lugia and Silver, and Silver being my favorite Pokemon game, basically due to nostalgia and just that whole Gen Two vibe. So the names I always pick for my characters are Green. I think, I, and I think it's because of Gary, right? Um, I just, but I, I also think it's just like a, it's a nice clean name. It reminds me of plants, nature, forest, kind of same vibe as Go Goat, but it's, uh, and it's like, it's like that Gen One name, right? Everyone knew red and blue, but it's like, you know, green was the game in Japan, but green I, was I think the that, girl. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that was like, I don't know if it was retconned or wasn't that it a was in the manga? It was in the manga. Okay, yeah, because yeah. it was it was blue. It was in green. Like in Japan, the um yeah. the games that first yeah. came out, and then their names were that too. I'm pretty sure. Right. Okay. But yeah. then the English made them red and blue. So when the manga came out, it's red is the main character, blue is Gary, and then green is the girl. So it was never based off of too. the girl. Yeah, that's true. There is the yellow. Yeah, like she, she's like a bug catcher. But it, but yeah. I just I don't know. So that was one of the names. I think when I was a kid, I used to name. I don't even know why, but I used to name my character in all caps, dude. This is like maybe when I was like ten. And it, that is the most ten-year-old name. Literally, dude. Dude, it was like it, it was D U D E. And at some, I remember like waking up one day, starting my file, not starting it, but like entering back into my file, and I was like, why do I, why do I name every character, dude? It was just like it was like a compulsory thing that I never had to think about. Um, and you just so, had a moment. Yeah, I, I gotta. So I, I, yeah, very golden go energy. I think I need to find. <laughs> I think I need to find <laughs> some of my Pokemon that I've transferred up that are, that have the OT dude. Um, there might not be too many left, no, but I gotta no. find that. I gotta find that. You gotta do more than that. You're no longer Dusty Gogo. Your channel name is now Dude in all caps. Yeah, uh, Dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just because, welcome back to the Hidden Power Podcast. I'm Dude. Dude. I'm here with Dude. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah. So, anyways, I just I wanted to just I I liked I don't know I liked that you had like a specific name for your your in game characters. Um, actually, this just to go off this topic even more. Uh, this is the first Scarlet and Violet is the first game where I made my OT Dusty. I've like embraced that now. I was gonna ask. Yeah, I've always made it Liam, or Dude, or Green. Uh, or Lime. That's my Instagram, Lime side. He, he tried to make it Liam this gen, but he got a phone call from Ace Trainer Liam, and he was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's taken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know all about that one, Zach. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. No, yeah. I, I, you were getting crushed me, in the SEO. Right? <laughs> yeah. For me, uh, so I have a background before I did uh, YouTube with uh, Pokemon. Um, so before I did Poketubing, if you will, mm. uh, I had a, a blog that was uh, journalism. It was travel. And that was always a love of mine was journalism, blogs, that kind of stuff. And so, you know, that's kind of associated with like post, right? Like, uh, you know, the New York Post, the Washington Post, that kind of stuff. 
So I wanted to do that, but then take a Pokemon City. And obviously Lumio City, uh, not only is it from my favorite region, Kalos, but it also actually has a journalist place there. You know, Alexa works at a little journalist place in uh, Lumio City. So I did Lumio's post and, uh, you know, the first few months of YouTube was a lot of, are you just trying to copy Lumio's trainer, Zach? And I had to assure them <laughs> that I wasn't. That's um, so funny, fact, dude. I think I'm now. <laughs> also Zach yeah, that's right. That's the bizarre part. <laughs> I know. And it's like, it's just a coincidence. I promise. Yeah. Cause they're, yeah. Like ace trainer, Liam, that is literally, I am an ace trainer. Like, how dare he claim that? That's literally how I feel sometimes. Well, I mean, and what people don't realize, <laughs> what people don't realize is here in Lumio City, just everybody's name is Zach. I mean, it's just mm, you know, okay. It's Clement, Bonnie, Alexa, Zach, 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 <laughs> Zach. I think there's also that makes a Z so much sense. Zachary. Yeah, <laughs> we spell in different ways. One guy does Z A C. I, I, I do Z A C H. Someone yeah. does Z A C K. Oh my gosh. Oh man, <laughs> it's a, it's a good place. It's a good place to be from. So that's, I love that's the that's Kalos a cool region. that's it's, a cool story. Whether you like the game or not, it's the prettiest region, and you can fight me on that. It is really pretty. We're not going to go here. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, here. I think it'd be let's nice go to... here. No, you it's, know what? It's great. It's good. New, it's good. New theory: We'll never go to Kalos in Gen Nine because the Gen Nine engine is not pretty. So we can't go to a pretty city in a, in a game engine that's not pretty. Okay, you want to move on? Wow. To wow. Move on to another question? <laughs> they could redo yeah, some things. But yes, let's move on. So we got a question from Tyson. He writes, I think this new legendary Pokemon, the third legendary, that's, that's what he's talking about, uh, is going to be fairy and dragon type. And its whole theme is imagination, right? It's a nod from Game Freak to those in the community that create Fakemon. We already see Pokemon ideas from the community. Now Pokemon can make those imagined Pokemon real. Uh, he also writes, also there is no literal future or past that they could come from. They're purely generated from imagination. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Because there is a controversy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny that they say this. I literally have a video posting on this uh, like tomorrow, I think. Do you? The time that we're recording. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, but... My my basic idea is that to really, really water it down is that I think that this third legendary is a representative of reality. And what reality is, is it's more than just he can make the imagination come to life, but it it's reality is the world we live in. You know, it's it's everything that makes up our universe. And a huge part of that is time. Uh, so... I could see it being a thing of he still this legendary still does create like wormholes and time warps, if you will. Nice. Okay. What I, is, yeah, I'd love to hear your opinion, Soul, especially from I just, the fake mon perspective. Well, this brings up so many things in my mind, but like I subscribe to this. People want it to just not be just time travel Pokemon. I don't know about you guys. But it just sounds like, you know, like when you hear the whole reality thing, people want it because it's more than just, oh, it's just more time travel. Not that we've ever gotten that. I think it has to be that. To me, time travel is so neat. Like, I'll be upset if it's not time travel. Yeah. But we, I don't know. 
I don't know. I think I think time travel was done nicely with Hisui, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah but and, that, and, that wasn't like the extent, you know. That was more like time travel to meet your grandparents. This is like time travel to the dinosaurs, you know. Yeah, but we have the dinosaurs as well. We have the fossil Pokemon, right? Okay, and but those are not... their true forms. Yes, but I think those are still very. They're still watered down a lot more, right? Like you wouldn't call the a true. Uh, you you wouldn't call like a true cradley, uh, a paradox Pokemon. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's still right. Like, yeah, these paradox I mean, Pokemon are 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 like literal forms of things that we already that we already know. I guess so I I, so I, just I feel like think, that's the thing. I just think I highly recommend everyone, both here on the podcast and listening to the podcast, <laughs> check out my video because there is a lot of holes in the whole imagination thing. Yeah, there definitely is. It would it would be cool. Let's just put it that way. We've had traveling cool. stuff before. We haven't had like past and future forms. That was actually right. a crazy thing that happened. That the community came up with that, and then they ended up doing that. Not from the community, I don't think, but they, we, they had the ideas basically. What you're really saying cool. is the community imagined it and they made it real. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying with this <laughs> like third legendary. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, he knows that it's it's a cool idea of what he's saying, for sure. Like, yeah. I like it a lot. The other thing that it brings up in my mind is, wouldn't it just be, like, a perfect world? And I've thought about this a million times. One day, maybe far in the future, not that far, but far a little bit, and <laughs> Pokemon, like, actually takes, like, requests from fans. Like, yeah, people draw things and send it to them, and they're like, oh, you know what, we're going to base Pokemon off of your... Your fake one. No, that would be like, so, be cool. so and they've, cool. They've gotten, I don't want to say close to that, but almost in that direction. Because like in Sword and Shield, they did a contest where like someone could design a design and they'd put it yeah. on a t-shirt in Sword and Shield, but the person cheated, so they didn't put that on the t-shirt. And <laughs> yeah. then like they, they did, did it with the, the TCG, TCG as well. card, right? Right. Yeah. So I mean, it would be neat if I mean Gen Ten would be the perfect time to do it too. The tenth generation of Pokemon. Just be like, design a Pokemon, send it in with its types, its abilities, mm. its, you know, maybe even its base stat total would be kind of fun. And it doesn't send even it need to us, be, I don't even think it needs, it. it doesn't need to be even like an official like public thing. It could even just be like, like, I don't know, like I feel like most companies, right, or, or there's a lot of great things and in innovation that comes out of like, would you call it like open source or like crowdsourcing, right? Like when things oh, are yeah. open, people can just like hop in and, and give great just give great feedback and ideas. Yeah. I, I think because there really are, I mean, man, like, you know, another so thing many that they did that I think of is they did, uh, they did allow people to name a move uh, in Japanese. Yeah. Fuel uh, Beam did, was yeah. named by the fans. That's cool. Mm -hmm. They should really lean into that. And I, so the other question I kind of have about this is like, would that break immersion, right? Because like a design of a Pokemon that already exists or a design no. of a Pokemon for a t-shirt, like that's one thing, right? A Pokemon move, that's one thing. But like to design a whole new Pokemon, all of a sudden it doesn't quite feel, it could, might not feel like a living, breathing Pokemon. It could actually just feel like a, like it almost like breaks the, the wall, like the fourth wall a little bit. It does a little, but it's still like the idea is so cool. Like people love Fakemon. Like yeah. they they look at them and they're like, man, I mean, that ROM should hacks be are real. Super popular. Yeah, yeah, they don't care. I, I'm like, okay, so one in Gen 10, right? They just do a contest and this one Pokemon makes it in. But yeah. then like Gen 15, 
the whole Pokedex, the whole generation designed by fans. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, how crazy would that be? Wild. I, w- I wouldn't oh, I would not totally like that, want that, but I'd just yeah. be like, it'd be nuts. It'd be nuts for something think, like that. I think what makes me, like, comfortable is, like, so we, we, like, so we, yeah, so what makes me comfortable is the fact that there would still be a director, someone kind of filtering all these designs to still create. Of course. Like, actually, like that's living, how it would be no matter what. Yeah, exactly. And I think we have talked about how, like, um, or I guess wondered, right? We've, we've thought about how they actually create these Pokemon. Uh, each Pokemon game in the, each Pokedex, right? They usually come up with a concept and then think of things that they actually need. But usually, I think what I think what we've decided is like that what they probably do is choose from a pool of designs that already exist. So I think they should just have like an open like an open door policy where they're just like, if you have a design, send it in. You can't post it anywhere else. Send it in anonymously, and maybe we'll use it in the next ten years. It'd be hard I, to moderate that. The whole you can't post it anywhere else. But I will say, well, that's that, that really, is that is the. I think that's probably the issue because those are, that's the reason why those right. people weren't didn't win those T-shirt designs or the TCG designs because they decided to profit or, or they posted it somewhere else, which was right. deemed profitable and then I mean removed. That's is probably it really the that issue. hard though. Is it really that hard? You just if they. Send it into you, and then you check like all their socials after when if you decide to choose that one, you just check everything that yes. they where they post, and that's it. If yeah. if they well, posted it, then it's out. That's you know. I, mean, I have a couple. That is probably on that. what it is for privacy. I have a couple yeah. thoughts on that. First off, um, it is also probably a thing of, you know, what if like we have a good friend Subarashi who kind of sends us some art like that he's done, and like what if I was a jerk and I took Subarashi's art and I sent in. You know, and I get credited for it. Yeah. Um, I, I would never I just... do that to you, Subarashi. You're amazing. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, then a- another thing too is you say, would it be that hard? And I respond with, for Game Freak, yes. Like, they mm. can't even put out a finished product game. Uh, yeah. so... <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But um, it's true. It's I true. do think that a great they'd have to hire to someone start... to do it. Yeah, they could have had I someone think... make a proper Finizen design. Like I would have, that would have been great if Finizen actually got like a unique design. Finizen <laughs> looks fine. You'd be Palafin. Um, <laughs> but I think that a great way to start would be uh, a regional variant because like it's the fans have to take something pre-existing and build yeah. off of it. So like they say, you design a uh, a regional variant that would fit in, and they could you know they could say in a German-based region. Or they could narrow it down even further and say that would live in a rainforest. Yeah. And so, you know, you'll have some people send in an apom variant that's grass. You'll have some people send in a, you know, fruit bat variant of noibat, you know, things like that. And they pick based off of that. I mean, yeah. that, I think that would be the easiest way to do it because the source material that people are quote unquote stealing from here is the Pokemon Company source material. They're building yeah. it off that's of noibat, not other fan art. See, there's a way they they could figure it out, or I they could just a... let they could just let the third legendary make it reality. <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> I mean the legalities are just I think too confusing for them to. I think I think they're afraid to do it because of the, uh, the legalities and the specific. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think one more like one other solution that they should probably just like think about is just reaching out to really talented artists. Like, why yeah. are they not reaching out to Daydrake? Right? Why is he not? being asked to design <laughs> something for the Pokemon company, right? 
Yeah, they I know. Should, talking about like Subarashi, he can should. design a whole freaking yeah, mix in like exa- 15 minutes. <laughs> exactly. Right? Like, those are the people that they should be reaching out to. They don't right. even need scouts, to be honest. They All they have to do is go online and look a little <laughs> bit. Google Facebook. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like yeah, the, yeah. Charizard variant. You know, there's like, there's a rule that uh, their artists are not allowed to yeah. uh, look at fake mon art because, like, they don't want to subconsciously influence their design process if you will could you imagine if they just once for once just looked at one of the dunce farce evolution (laughs) all they needed to do was have one person be like oh it it looks like a dragon kind of (laughs) we need uh the last shaman's biblically accurate uh the dunce farce dude they'll never see it can you imagine mega the dunce farce and it's like it's biblically Dude. accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I've been yeah. I've been like thinking about so many uh, like the Dunsparces I want to draw. <laughs> it's it's kind of cool. I've been thinking of past and future ones and like uh, another Dude, evolution. Draw them. I'm I am I'm definitely going to. The next question has to do uh, with with time travel. Um, but before we get into that, we do want to ask you guys uh, if you're not already and you're enjoying the show, subscribe to the channel. We're trying to actually reach that 1,000 subscriber milestone. We've already hit our watch hours, um, and once we get 1,000 subscribers, we can actually start monetizing the channel. Uh, And what that means is we can securely continue the podcast into 2023. Um, It's already been a great few months. uh, So, yeah, if, if you have not yet, hit the subscribe button. We really would appreciate it. Subscribe, and Dusty will change his name to Dude. (laughs) <laughs> no promises <laughs> but yes i will yes i will but no promises dude go go <laughs> so okay so deceptions writes could be based around the theory uh of if you time travel the speed of light away from the earth you could theoretically time travel which einstein was the one who theorized this and the health uh the heath guy looks like einstein that's another thing that kind of is a hole in the whole uh reality thing it seems that there is something time travel going on here because Heath is, according to like the coding, the data mine of the game, he's supposed to show up in DLC and he should have died a long time ago. I think both things can be true. I think there can be time travel, but I think there could also definitely be... definitely both can be true. Yeah, so I, I yeah, do... Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what reality is. It would encompass the real and the not real mm-hmm. and time itself. Yeah, so it's not necessarily like a made-up imagination. It's literally like right. the specific thread of time that is is being brought into our reality, thus being right. a paradox. I mean, there, like, there's an argument exist. to be made that like the fossils, there's no fossils in this game because they're going to do something with them in DLC. Oh, uh, to tie them into that, that would be really, really cool. Stop doing this uh, to me. I mean, you know, maybe even Crown Tundra having them out in the wild was a kind of tease. Who knows? Yeah. But, uh... I mean, that's my whole thing. I I think that, you know, that's the whole idea of this imagination. It's not just what is real and what isn't real, but also what used to be real and what will one day be real, you know? True, true. You have anything else to say, Saul? I mean, he does look a lot like Einstein. I think think the connection was just supposed to be that, like, they were supposed to be, like, it's kind of like Einstein's theories of time and all of that. So this, uh, Michael writes, I personally still subscribe to the idea that the disc Pokemon 3rd Legendary has some connection to Zygarde. We've only ever seen a core cell 10%, 50%, and complete. But what if it's 2 had a shell form? 
which the disc is reflecting. So this would be the third legendary, essentially. The theory is, is that the third legendary is some sort of some sort of form of Zygarde. Um, let's say they, they write... Yeah, you know how uh, in the main story of X, X and Y, the box legend was in a cocoon of sorts to regain strength. What if the disc Pokemon depicts, uh, depicted in the book is that same sort of cocoon, but it's Zygarde in slumber? And that would essentially be that. Um, well, be I don't know. Way, I callous yeah. into... I also I will That's say true. there's a lot of with Terrastal, there's a lot of like uh connections to the imagery of hexagons like that seems very associated with this legendary and it's also very associated with Zygarde you know the cells are all in the shape of hexagons if you look at Zygarde itself you know it kind of shows the individual hexagons on it right yeah so I mean that that does kind of but it's interesting this could be a coincidence this could be i mean i guess a convergent I have two evolution. Sides of it. could yeah i mean i have two sides of it i have one side that's like you know i love this and i want this to be true but then i also have game freak has never done anything like that and i don't know that they ever will it's too cool for them actually do you know what's crazy oh my goodness okay tell me if i'm crazy this <laughs> you are but continue ultimate zygarde <laughs> also has a crown yeah, yeah, it kind of does. True. Look at the crown. What if? Uh, yeah, what if, that actually is starting to make total sense to me. I was like, cocoon. I don't know if it's not the third legendary. Isn't something that's like related to Zygarde. Just is Zygarde. Just Zygarde is the third legend, right? And it's so. Right. It's, and Zygarde is so dormant in the original games. Like, yeah. you literally just find it as the snake. I, am I, I just re, am tied. I just reiterating what they wrote? Like, I, I'm I, I'm, uh, kind, the of, crown thing I'm kind of on board with mine. The crown thing was a good find. I, I'd hope if they did that, I'd hope they'd also tie Guzzlord into it somehow just because that's, like, been confirmed to be, like, its design is confirmed to be, like, kind of based off of Zygarde's. So, that's cool. it, you know, there's a lot like, a corrupted Zygarde. It's like a paradox. So, I mean, it would be neat if Zygarde. they tied it all together. Yeah, exactly. What what I, are Zygarde's powers? Yeah, so I'll jump in here. I'm going to look this up. Well, I don't know what its powers are, but I... I would like maybe for it to be like this, but I, I like that it would be like its own separate legendary. You know, yeah. I kind of don't really want it to be Zygarde, but I mean, there is a possibility. It it all lines up, but it also feels like one of those fan theories that we all want to happen, but never will happen kind of thing. Yeah, right. You know, like there's so much evidence for it, but it's really just a coincidence. Yeah, I, I think know. people don't want to believe in coincidences, but the fact is, when you have a franchise that's almost 27 years old, there's going to be a lot of really good coincidences. Yeah, a lot of people coming up with the same ideas kind of thing. Right. Okay, so it looks like, uh, so it's 50% form says, when the Kalos region's ecosystem falls into disarray, it appears and reveals its secret power, right? Um, again, that's kind of what the Y uh, deck entry is. It's hypothesized that it's monitoring those who destroy the ecosystem, right? From deep in the cave where it lives, right? Its complete form says, this is Zygarde's 100% form. It has enough power to overwhelm even Xerneas and Yveltal. That's actually really nondescript. That's just like, it can just beat two Pokemon. Overwhelming power to suppress those who endanger the ecosystem. Um, I mean, those two are seriously strong pokemon though like death they and are, life yeah yeah that's true <laughs> so the ultimate weapons 
and I know, yeah, and I guess there is an ecosystem in every game, right? Every game there is an ecosystem being threatened, but that it that is a really cool that's a really cool connection that I have not like that a lot. Yeah, I have not thought of that once. That would be cool if it just is a Zygarde form. It's not. That's actually kind of dope. That's dope. And then this is and then this is the Z version. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We we talked about it though too. Like if it was a paradox of of Zygarde, then it's, it's still not Zygarde, but it's like just based on right. It. So not a paradox of Zygarde. So like just one more thing, there really isn't like the two box legendaries are just paradox, right? Mm-hmm. There's no trio. Like this isn't the third legendary existing isn't going to make Coridon and Maridon in this new thing a trio. I don't think there will be a trio I, of unless legends. we can ride it. If we ride yeah. it, then that would be an interesting connection. Not that they would be connected, like, yeah. lore-wise much, but just that would connect them in a way. Yeah, and I could probably, I could actually probably see that. And then what, what you could do, because it because in Scarlet and Violet, you can actually, like, remove the ride Pokemon and put it in your party. If you have, maybe it's like, if that Pokemon, if Coridon and Maridon is not in your party, but you have the third legend, that becomes your ride Pokemon. I could see that. So, my theory on the Paradox in third legendary is, this is from uh, Mal- my reign. My theory on the Paradox in 3rd Legendary is the 3rd Legendary is the keeper of infinity energy or can store infinity energy, and the Terra Crystals are the excess amount of overflow. The past Pokemon had more infinity energy, so had stronger stats as they had access to more of it. The same is true for the future Pokemon. So like the Terra Crystals are fueling them almost, um, and why they aren't Steel-type, but they look like Steel-type. Their type reflects the infinity energy that they were built with. This reminds me of like the kyber crystals from star wars and how you make lightsabers yeah no, i i like that theory a lot i definitely think infinite energy is uh tied to area zero i definitely think it's down there i think it's what they harness i think you need to look no further than look at the ultimate weapon and look at the crystals that grow in area yeah. zero they look identical it would be really wild if they they really did what fans I've been asking for with the whole like Kalos connection. They should hire artists and they should hire fans. That's that's literally (laughs) a crystal right there. They should. It is, it looks very similar even to Glamora and we know Glamora is like connected to the Terra Crystals. It's just like, it all kind of connects and it's this gen specifically, they tried to give a lot of fan service and not in a bad way, you know, just like, you know, give Dunsparce an evolution, give Drafferig an evolution. You know, things that fans have wanted or been asking for for a long time. I feel like there is a possibility that they could do a little Kalos in there, maybe. Yeah. Just to jump off what you just said, another question by uh, Imago uh, Munkle. They say, thought, Carbink and DNC have been data mined to be in home transfers. Maybe oh, yeah. Glamora is similar yep. to Carbink. Uh, related to the third legend, but not an evolution. So that, that just it, that's kind of interesting. It's like a leftover. Uh, I, do, I do absolutely have to address the fact that that they're doing something with Diancie yeah. in mm-hmm. DLC, even if it's just like a Keldeo role, like what it had in Crown Tundra. They're yeah. doing something with it because not only like Carbink isn't even in the Scarlet and Violet decks. It's just a home transfer. Mm-hmm. It is the only non-starter, non-Hisui Mon slash regional variant. Or legendary to be in a home transfer ever yep. it's That's insane crazy. it doesn't make any sense other than it has to be something 
Right, and you can say that random. it's connected to Diancy. You can say it's connected to Diancy. They can't do Diancy without it. They absolutely can no. do Diancy without no, it. No, they do that They've, all the time. Right. I mean, Tauros is in this game without Miltank. Uh, you know, Cross and Scyther are in this game without Pinsir. Cloth is in the game without Krabby. I mean, you know, that's different, but yeah. It is different, yeah. We love Cloth. I'm Aracuda trying to tease you for and like not, uh, We Kramer. do? I don't know why. I love Cloth. Y'all can, oh my gosh. I'm oh, bullied man. on this show no, every no, week. Oh, no. my, my, my tier list is almost done. Cloth, man, he, did, oh. he didn't fare well. Well, don't uh, then cover that up. It's a crap up. tier list. It's a crap <laughs> tier list. We have to do the tier list episode. Yeah. yeah we absolutely do. All right, I'm, I'm sorry, Lumio. I didn't mean to get you off topic. I don't even remember. The point what is, up? they're definitely doing something with Diancie and Carbink. And mm-hmm. Carbink being a home transfer not in Paldea already is so freaking suspicious. Yeah, that is weird. I have addressed it a couple of times, and always the comments are like, well, it's in there because of Diancie. And it's like, but it doesn't have to be. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, yeah it, doesn't make, it doesn't make sense that it's in there because of Diancie. They're two separate right. That's Pokemon. That's not a good enough reason. Like, they were coding Diancie in, and then someone just said, well, if we're coding Diancie, then someone make a... Yeah, you have to put Carbink in there. Right, like... No, no they're going to do, like, a special that. giveaway of Carbink? That's right. such a, like, that's, a, like, a fan answer to it. It's like, well, if, right. if Surviper's there, then Zangus has to be there, which is, they did this this gen, but yeah. in the past, or, or it's like, not been like that. We got Aracuda in this gen, uh, but Cramoran isn't in. Guys, Charizard is in the game... But Blastoise <laughs> and Venusaur are not. They don't there need to go. do anything that they right, don't want to do. Exactly right. That's a great point. That's I mean, perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's. I rest my case, Your Honor. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So to get to get into some more things that defend me, uh, great monster. <laughs> th- th- this was in a conversation. This was this was in response to a conversation we were having about Unova. You guys were saying that, or someone was saying that you know Unova is only New York, and I think I was trying to say it's not based on New York. And he he brought up something that I've thought about but didn't actually say. So I gotta like just put this on the record. Unova is literally UN is <laughs> United States, and then you have uh, OV is of, and then A is America. So he said, Dusty Unova means United States of America, not right. New York. Because so it yes. was our first American game, but it is just New York. I know. It's not just, just New York. It's not just New York. It's, it's inspired. It's New York with Pokemon. Uh, th- <sighs> what I'm saying is it's not the whole U.S. I mean, it absolutely isn't. I don't no. see no. I don't see no Carolina coast in there. I don't see Disney <laughs> World in there. That's fair. There's no, the there's no, New- Canyon. no New Hampshire, man. No, I would say there is Grand Canyon. There's a ton of there's a ton of like mountainous areas. Yeah, that's they not did. the Grand Canyon. And you have um no what, what is it Lentimus Town? It's, it's that's New super York. midwestern. It's New York and the surrounding area. Yeah, it's literally it's <laughs> New York and the surrounding and continent. That, like when yeah. I think of New York, I, I mean like the state, not even like the city. Okay, no, that I mean, makes sh- more sense. But the city is obviously the city down at the bottom that is named Kixley right now. This yeah. is what it is. They pro- like like Game Freak probably went to Paris to get inspiration for Kalos. They didn't. They didn't like probably go to every single location in Paris. They did. They did go uh, some some places in France. We've seen. Yeah. But all right, you guys aren't helping. And, and me like Kalos, Kalos is it too? Like Kalos <laughs> is based off of the northern part of France, and they even specify that there is a South Kalos that we did not see in the Kalos mm. games. 
And I, you that, guys... that's what Unova is to the United States of America. Bro. <sighs> Bro. There's no we... Wild West. Yeah, no. they got to give us some more. They got to give us some more Unova. Or we have Unova in the games, but they got to give us like another region that's like neighboring Unova. That's what they should do for Gen 10. That's what they should do for Gen 10. The, the, the sequel to, or the Gen 10 region should not be Japan, should not be China, should not be India. It should literally be <laughs> Canada and then, or, or, like, or it should be like California and it connects to Unova. That's Look, the way you do it. I know that it's not, I know it's not like the immediate choice and we could we should totally do like an episode where we just yeah. each like kind of build a region in our heads and come up and pitch it with each other that'd be fun but i think that like a southeast united states region would be a lot of fun like georgia south carolina north carolina tennessee florida all of that is so we've got beautiful coasts we have uh beautiful mountains there's all kinds of wildlife and really interesting wildlife you could do it, it'd be really really good i've I've played around because I used to love to build fake regions. Like I did like a fake long before I was on YouTube. I did like a fake India region. I did like a yeah. fake. Uh, um, I did a fake like Carolinas region. And like there's so much good stuff. We're we're absolutely doing that executive decision. We're we're doing a podcast episode where we're talking about <laughs> family region. I'm coming. I'm totally. I'm down with I'm down. a Carolina region. So I don't for me, yeah. they'll ever do that region. But I would love to see it. Definitely. Here, hold on. Unova map. So, all right. So, you see how, like, on the Unova map, there's these three parts. There's one, two, three, right? And, and the rivers are going through. I, you could, yeah. So, what I've always seen that as is this right here. The strip. Oh my up, gosh. No. This That's and this. No. <laughs> no. 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, that that God, is something I've thought about. To New York City I know. It's it. it's that I right know. there. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> It's it's literally New Hampshire. That, how do you not see that? Unova's not New Hampshire. Um, so is Unova what, Delaware and Philadelphia? Look down a little bit. Yeah, like right here. That looks like yeah. it, doesn't it? Oh my god! What's gosh. even in Maybe. Delaware though? No, it's Maybe probably Delaware it's this. I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah. Leave a comment if you're from with those. No, areas it's this right say here. If they have any there of that you go. New York. It's literally this. It's one, yep. two, three. I know some people do say that Verbank. I wouldn't know because you know I haven't been to California. Yeah. But some people say that Verbank City is based off of Burbank, California, which you know the name checks out. But they it seems pulled, weird to do a random. Right. They pulled some stuff from different places. If, no uh, yeah, leave a comment if you're True Green Seven or Lumios Trainer Zag. All right, so another one. Uh, I had a. This is from Alan. I had a cool idea about the future paradoxes being that. Uh, if they look the way they look uh, is because of the future some pokemon species disappeared pollution war natural disaster zygarde but to keep the pokemon battle industry running for the entertainment of humans they just recreated those pokemon as machines uh, with their futuristic knowledge it would also explain why iron valiant looks like a fusion between gallade and gardevoir uh, they write look at our latest invention uh, is uh, it's not one but two Pokemon in one body. Make sure to grab yourself before the next tournament. So that'd be like a sales pitch, and I I kind of agree with this. Like I f I feel like they're it, if these Pokemon are actually from the future, uh, and there's no there's no like uh, there's no like imagination or like reality uh, shift thing at all. I could definitely see these things being like man made uh, to be optimized for battle. Right. I and would still take that and put a darker spin on it. Um, 
I would say that these are from a future where some kind of disaster happened, which really isn't hard to believe because you have to think we we live in a Pokemon world where there is the ultimate weapon fired yeah. off, and Cyrus tried to it was that recreate timeline. the world, all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, that's, that's but tough. I think what happened was Pokemon were wiped out, and these weren't created for battling. These were created because Pokemon are a necessary part of the ecosystem. And thus, to humanity's survival. So we tried to replicate a Tyranitar with Iron Thorns to balance the ecosystem. I like the idea that That's it was cool. for ecosystem balance, not battling. You know, because that makes it kind of darker, which is fun. That's really cool. I have a crazy thought on this. That it's another one I like. Pokemon. This should be something in in real life, basically. But like, we could. This is our timeline. That's what it is. We, (laughs) in real life, we could literally build a Pokemon. Like, why don't we... Somebody should build one. Like, those Mecha Pokemon before this all happened, uh, the Paradox Future ones, I was like, someone should just build one of these and we'd have a real-life Pokemon. Like, (laughs) like Are you saying in our our, our reality? Yes, us, right now, today. That would be cool. Someone should build a freaking little Pikachu robot Mm. and, like... You know, they don't it would have actually, to, like, put, yeah, they don't have to make that's it actually like furry what and stuff. The Gen like a robot. 20 games are that's what the Gen 20 games are. They're just like come to your local Bro. GameStop, pick up a robot Pikachu, and you know, <laughs> yeah. throw it at your cousin or something. You know, I mean, I was we, this whole idea came to me a long time ago, but I, I was even thinking like one day you could like battle them against each other, but you would have to like be super rich because yeah. <laughs> to like get every time every battle would be like parts that you would have to buy because yeah. they would get destroyed every time yeah, so it, like it would be much. more like yeah no it would be more like <laughs> uh like a pet in your house kind of thing that's, that's crazy interesting to think now now i'm thinking about like you know the value of a of a pet right you love the pet you spend money on the pet it's priceless um and and then having to battle the pets that that there's kind of like a all of a sudden the ethical uh you know dichotomy is like is presenting yeah, itself it becomes right? very real yeah that that would not be good to try to I'm not going that far pet. I'm just saying like, I don't know what you're talking about think... I do dog fights all the time <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. people people think that robots are gonna like be a thing soon and I mean they they do have some kind they of crazy are, robot yeah. that's true yeah but like all right so why not a Pokemon robot yeah I think I think it is interesting to think before a robot, I could see it being like, I could, I could see it like a gen 20 game. This is hilarious. Just like I could see Pokemon <laughs> in the future becoming like holograms, like an extension of what Pokemon go is with a virtual reality. Right. Or, or what do they call it? Like virtual? Yeah. Whatever. But AI or a, not AI, uh, AR. virtual reality. AR. AR. Yeah. Yeah. AR. Yeah. Reality. yeah. But, I, um, anyways. I think that, Maybe that's the paradox of the Violet Paradoxes, is we have Pokemon Violet, and so that's out now, so we see an Iron Thorns, so we make an Iron Thorns, and then Pokemon Violet brings that Iron Thorns in. So yeah. the paradox is that we made it because we saw it in Violet, Violet yeah, I like brought that. it in I from like our that. world. <laughs> like, it wasn't really a Pokemon, but now it is. Right. It, it's, yeah, it's like bringing, it's like Pinocchio, right? It looks like a boy, exactly. and then they bring it to life. That might be it right there. That's pretty cool. 
So this next question, uh, well, this is more of just like a lot of really cool insight in a theory. This is from my friend, um, Python's Gone Postal. He uh, he literally breeds python snakes. So he, he actually has like a huge, like a great background in biology. Uh, but he writes, uh, he's writing a book about this right now. So he writes, hey, Dusty, I've been thinking about the four Runas Pokemon. Few things. They are very obviously Chinese named. Uh, could this be insinuating Gen 10 in China, Asia? Uh, okay, yes, noted. Uh, secondly, Pokemon has recently incorporated biological and ecological themes into their game. We had speciation, which is regional forms, convergent evolution, which is like Diglett and Wiglet, the regional fakes, and divergent evolution, which is like a split uh, evolution line, like Gardevoir or Gallade, for example, and to, uh, to name... Uh, to name but a few. And when I think of the ruins, this is the ruinous quartet, I think not only of the ruins of castles, but the ruins of landscapes as the Pokedex entries of these four state. This is unequivocally reference to an invasive species. Oddly enough, Asian carp, hogs, deer, and slugs, and snails, and domestic house cats are among the most destructive of the invasive animals, hogs too. So is this what the ruinous four are framed around? Not just the perils, but the destruction of an ecosystem. Love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, these four Pokemon, they're based on animals, but they're also, they're all dark type. And there is a story that they all represent the grudges or, or, or certain aspects uh, of, of this evil king that had existed. But I love the idea that they're also, like the animals that were chosen were also selected because of how invasive they are, right? Or actually... Were they also selected because there's some mythology there as well? There's so much mystery around them, honestly. I've been trying I'm, to like yeah. start digging into I it. That there's more to them in DLC, but I do think they're a hint to an Asia region. And I do think they are even a hint to a China region. And you'll have people who say that you know that won't happen because of the political uh, not niceness, if you will, between Japan and China. But... My thing is, I don't think that matters because, for one, it's not like Game Freak would be saying, you know, we fully support the Chinese Communist government. And, you know, like, it's not like they'd be putting on their games. They're just basing it off of the country of China and might even would go for a more older China, too, anyways. You know, like like a more like, I don't know the the eras, what they would be called, but, you know, like pre-communism China. Then another thing, too, is they partnered with one of their biggest games. They partnered with a Chinese company to make it unite. Uh, so I, I don't think there's an issue there. And, I mean, lastly, honestly, like, they made an America region, and, you know, America dropped a nuke on them. So, you know, like... That's a good point. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good point. I think there's bad things and great things that happen all over the world for the entirety of human history. So I don't think we can necessarily say this thing isn't ever – this area is never going to be an inspiration because of uh, political, uh, you know, political – Just Pokemon isn't politics. I mean it's, you know, again – They're pulling on the history and they're pulling on the culture. I I really love the idea that these things are also uh, a reference to – what, what did he call it just invasive species that's kind of what the ultra beasts were also based on um and we were discussing in a previous episode like what the next what the next uh you know biological reference 
or mechanic is going to be uh, to, to, to pair well with convergent species or the regional form. So I think this is a really cool thing. That'd be cool if there was a, like a hog was their fifth like legendary in yeah, that be cool. group. That'd you know, be they really... Cool. DLC. Oh, that yeah, would confirm right. his theory big time. This guy's uh, comment is fire. That's all I can say. Like, there's not much one? to say. Your friend here, Python. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it, there's not much to say about it other than it's probably pretty accurate. If it isn't, right. it should be. <laughs> it's just, it right, works like most so of, well. Most of our, like, uh, responses to these are, like, us debating about it. But that one, it's just, like, he sets yep. up such a good argument for it. It's just, like... <laughs> Yeah, that that's it, you know, and I don't really know what else to say. I definitely want to jump on to some, a couple of Gen 10 questions. But uh, just earlier today on Twitter, uh, this guy, Arjun, um, so I don't know if you are familiar with this person, but they, he, he nope. tweeted at, he, they tweeted at us saying, I haven't seen any Pokemon content creators uh, take this perspective. Uh, they said that the triangular pattern on the metallic plates you guys can see it right here. This is one of the images that is on the box art of of Scarlet and Violet. Um, is that the triangular pattern on the metallic plates remind me of the Einstein Rosen Bridge, which I don't know what that is, but we were just talking about Einstein earlier, right? This could be a reference to that previous comment. Uh, they Definitely. say, what if, uh, what if the triangle on top signifies the world of Violet, which is the future, and the triangle below signifies the world of Scarlet, the past timeline uh and vice versa and then there's two zeros on the side of it which is like so weird and basically uh basically what that would be is area zero the two circles are area zero um what do you guys think about this 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 was so sick i had I like seen that. this that does yeah. tie to the previous comment that we had too that said uh that talked about Heath's likeness to einstein would mm-hmm. that would i would say that would kind of add some credit i think it's cool that we got two separate comments that made a uh, reference to einstein or an einstein theory in this case we love einstein right so yeah. this is this is the rosenberg rosenberg bridge rosen bridge so that's cool i have seen this before right it's like that thing where they take the paper and they put the paper they you fold the paper and then you poke a hole through and that's like supposed to indicate like a new uh passageway through time um right. So that that is really cool, and I've seen this before. You get the the triangle up top and triangle down below. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I like that a lot. I oh man, I I really hope they do deep stuff like this. I I love when they do deep stuff like this, and it's not I just know. you know, it's not just oh third legendary make dreams come true. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's so much better when it's deep. Yeah, I I agree. I hope that it is. And it, I mean, this this is just like the last comment. Like, this should be real. And if it isn't, they <laughs> they just should have done it. Yeah. Like, it makes too much sense. It's the past and the future. That symbol, like, pretty much lines up exactly with what he's saying there or what they're saying there. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot, though. That was that was a really good uh, find. And I yeah, I think that it. uh that guess symbol you know it's on the uh not only is it on that but it's on the you know box art for scarlet and violet so it it's, it's important yeah it really is important yeah and we i could, wonder we could, how much we could even go deeper into those one day i don't know like what we can actually tell about them i don't know if we have in the past either but all those four symbols are down in area yeah. zero well i don't know about the there's I haven't one found that one might of them. not be 
there's yeah, one there's that one I that haven't found. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's It'll the DLC in the room with Roaring Moon or Iron Valiant. There's that one on the plate. Um, I'm actually I'm forgetting where the third one was. It's in the book. Oh yeah, uh, you're right. It's in the yeah. book. I think that the yeah, other one. I the dream someone found hack. the other one. Yeah, someone found the other one. Um, on one of the professor's blackboards. It's like drawn on there, so okay. mm, but that's like it. it's really small and means it's so insignificant, but it's there. See, all oh. of that to me would point to time travel and not, uh, you know, fate becoming real. Yeah, because what are those symbols? Like we have no idea. Right. But it's all it's all the same thing. It's it's time travel, but it's something that shouldn't exist in our time. So, right. and then the, the thing, thing that, that brings it into reality. Yeah, so I guess that really is just time travel. It's like a it's a it's a it's a distortion the, of time the travel. one on the book in the book though is about dreams, so that does kind of which one? It, what what does this shape look like? On the I think book? it could be both. To be honest, like it could be it could. these are what the past Volcarona and the past Don fan looked like. But the legend has brought them to life. So like this specific Great Tusk was made up. It's based off of a real thing that used to exist. Because I mean that that. Just makes I like that to obscurity me. too, because then yeah. it like then it's like it gives them freedom to make a design that's more interesting rather than having something be purely biological, and then they can also bend it in the future, right? Like then there's the mystery. Like I'm sure they want to leave some mystery open to fans to for so we can actually they, perpetuate the franchise, right? They yeah. can be like, well, what is the original form, right? It's like if they this usually is do that too. Yeah, but yeah, I, I mean the the biggest for point for imagination i would say is the uh the dlc paradoxes that we know we're getting yeah um because you know he literally said i just imagined these and drew them down well we're gonna see them so clearly (laughs) that was put into existence but then like i'll also say great tusk and iron treads he saw them took a picture of them and sketched what he saw so it wasn't he imagined them and wrote down what he imagined he saw them and wrote down what he saw you know yeah Mm -hmm. Interesting, man. So here, we, we, we got to move on a little bit. Let's uh, move on to this uh, this comment by nice guy sixty six Elaine. They write, "I would love to see the Generation Ten Pokemon game being a larger battle festival, maybe a cruise around Japan, going back to the start." So what struck me about this comment was it's almost like it's so it's wish fulfillment for Pokemon MMO, right? Total open world game. Uh, but now that we do have an open world game, it does make sense that they would then try to, I mean, I think what they have to do is just like get a working engine. That's definitely the next step, which probably what we should expect for Gen 10 and maybe Gen 11, it can be even bigger. But if a Generation 10 game comes out, that feels, uh, you know, arbitrarily like a big deal, right? Generation 10, yeah. 10 generations of Pokemon. You would think that they would want to do some sort of uh, kind of what they did with Journeys, right? Where you actually do touch on all these different places. And I think Especially if, if it drops on the 30th anniversary. Yeah, exactly. Like that's a that's a big freaking deal, right? It's two I, big deals. Definitely. It's the 10th generation, the 30th year. I mean, it's yeah. yep. two and one. So mm-hmm. that's great. We can do a tons of wishing, right? I'm sure they would sell just as much money just giving us a new gen or even they could even just give us a remake, right? They did that with Sun and Moon. They could really just release anything on the anniversary. 
Uh, however, I do think they would want to do something kind of significant, right? They could do bare minimum, but I would want them to do something significant. I think if they're going to give us a game that has to do with multiple regions at all, it would have to be those Jap... One, it would have to be those Japanese-inspired regions, the first four generations, because they're small enough in scale, right? Um, and then also because they're actually, like, interconnected on the same on the same landmass. What they could also do is really shrink down... Uh, they could shrink down the regions a lot as well, right? That's something else they could do. Yeah. Or uh, they give us basically one region. It could be the new region, right? So we have Kanto, Johto, Sevi Islands, Hoenn, Sinnoh. This whole area right here of real-world Japanese. Untouched. Untouched. This was where Gen 10 could be. And then you essentially have these DLC packs that open up different areas, right? That is what I'm thinking of Skyrim, right? If, if we just got a brand-new protagonist, right? Ash is gone. That is the anime. We're finally entering into open world Pokemon games. I think if they're going to do something crazy, if they're going to do something that really shakes everything up and allows them to not have to continuously make a brand new mainline Pokemon series game, is that they would want to make a Pokemon game where they can just keep adding on to it and keep people tied in. I like the idea of, I do think they should do something like a battle festival in it. I don't think that'd be the whole game. I don't know if they're implying that would be the whole game or if that would be, or if they're implying it would be uh, a part of the game. Yeah. But I, I think it would be cool if, I mean, even if you just, you somehow let us uh, visit the original gens without actually letting us because I, I know that that would be uh, probably too much for game freak to do yeah. to be honest um but i think it would be neat if what if you had a cruise ship take you from even if it's a, a region based on china then you take it from the china region to the Sevi islands so you get to revisit the Sevi islands you don't get to go to kanto but the Sevi islands and maybe even the battle tower that was on one of the Sevi islands i forget uh which island exactly it was on has now been replaced with a world tournament and there you have yeah, you know crazy lance back cynthia back steven iris you know all kinds of people you could do i mean what was it in the original world tournament there was a gym leaders bracket so you could battle all the gym leaders there was a champions one where you could battle all the champions. They could even do like an elite four bracket. You battle all the elite four. A uh, battle brains bracket where it's all the frontier brains, subway bosses, you know, all those types of characters. And then you could even do like an all star bracket where it's characters that don't fall into any of those, you know. So things like Barry uh, or Silver, you know, where they're they're not a gym leader, they're not an elite four member, not a champion, so they could fit into like a all stars bracket. That would be really cool. I'd love that. Um, like, I wonder if masters would hurt the chances of that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I I think that's a completely different demo. I've never touched Pokemon Masters. You too. I I think so as well. I just worry that, that Game Freak would rationalize it as that. Yeah. So I mean, do you have any ideas? So I got something else I want to jump in and say. I I don't have too much. I don't think that it's possible. I wish that it was. I think that they would just do a whole new area of Japan. If yeah. they're going to do something like that, I don't think that they would revisit the old ones and make them into one. Unless it's like years from now. Like, you know, right. Pokemon's like looking for something real fresh and new. And we've gotten like three remakes of that already. And it's just a new way to, to do it all over again kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, because if they do want to keep... So I, I guess my thought with this is like, 
Every time there's a new generation, they have to make a new engine. And now we're getting new games with new engines in between and that are independent of the main series engine, right? I feel like it mm-hmm. almost, like, I mean, there's so many issues with Scarlet and Violet, right? If they can make an engine that actually works, like, wouldn't it be nice if instead of having to, like, build a brand new game now, what they could do is just, like, make a callback region where we could travel to that region and it's the same engine. You're just, you're, I feel like that's a huge part of the development that, like, no longer needs to exist. Maybe I don't understand game development, but I feel like they're really going to have, like, if Scarlet and Violet actually looked nice, Right, like it is a fun game to play. I'm not trying to say it's an awful game, but there's glaring pro- problems. Right. If that, if Scarlet and Violet actually, so Scarlet and Violet, it just like it has the issues. And now that we have Gen Nine, it kind of makes me not want them to rush into Johto, into blah 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 DLC, blah blah, blah remake, whatever. I don't know. Like I want these games, but it's like how much worse could it get it if they're still making profits? So part of me wants to almost like rationalize and be like. Maybe what they would want to do is make something that could make just as much money. I would buy $60 DLC. If they gave us a main series game and then they said, well, now you can go to now you can go to the Kanto region in the same engine. It's going to be 50 bucks, 60 bucks, uh, but it actually looks nice. I'd 100% do that. And then like maybe there's a new option where if you want to start the mm-hmm. new game, you could start from the Kanto region. I don't even think that's that crazy. Like how are they going to sell – how are they going to sell or market an op- another open world Pokemon game? Maybe they go like you can go to any region. We talk about how these games are going to continue to can continue to one surprise us, but also continue to get better and better and develop and make these games worth sixty dollars, right? Maybe they don't look amazing, right? But having that option, I think, is super cool. I, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm- I I think that like. I I want to go back to an old region so bad. I don't even care which one. Just because that was such a cool feature of, I know that, you know, for y'all it was probably gold and silver. For me, it was heart gold and soul silver was the first Johto games I played, and so that was so cool to you beat the league and oh, you can go to a whole nother region that you've yeah. been to before. I would love. Was I think that's best. why a lot of people want Kalos as DLC in uh, Scarlet and Violet, which is insanely unlikely. Like, it's really not going to happen, guys. Uh, South Kalos, maybe not. You're not going to go see Lumio City. No, but uh, no, no. I think that that's why people want it so bad. I would love if there was a China game, and even if at the end of the game they were like, get on a plane, we'll fly you to the Unova region. Like, completely unrelated, not neighboring it at all. I don't care. I would just love to have that feeling again. I feel like they got to make some sort of shift. And we saw with Generation 8, they've made a lot of choices, right? Good and Oman bad. experimenting. They yeah. have shown that the last four years. They have proven time and time again they don't mind experimenting. Yeah. So I'd argue even further than that. I mean, Roscoe, Pikachu, and Eevee, very experimental. They've been experimenting forever. That is the Game Freak policy. Like, it's not even – it's just how it goes yeah. always. And yeah, I, I guess I should say they've been bolder in their experiments. I mean, yeah. you know, experimenting with let's try doing Mega Evolutions older Pokemon, that's a lot smaller than let's do a game that is set in the distant past of the Sinnoh region, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, so this next question is, Generation 10 should be more of a Pokemon World-style game where you can travel to every island, challenging all gym leaders, uh, even or every... Every Elite Four, the caveat would be to start with a nude starter every time. Starter, uh, The starting region would be up to the player and develop 
uh, from there. See, again, like I feel like there is a limit where I don't think we're ever going to get a game that's every single region. That is what Pokemon Masters is, really, right? Where all these characters are coming together onto uh, a single onto a single game and a, and a sim- single experience. Uh, I don't think we're ever going to get a mass open world thing, but if anything like that were to happen, I think I think going back to this Japanese-inspired region makes sense because these games have always been all together, right? And also, you got to think like Generation Ten is so far, like that's like three, four years from now we're going to be in Generation Ten. It would make sense to go back to the roots and pay homage to the roots. Right. They're going to be shaking stuff up in Gen Nine, like we predict. You know, we predict Legends Arceus or Legends games, right? We predict more faithful remake games. I don't know. There's going to, probably going to be something new that is yep. not anything that we've that we've even yep. considered. That's I, I think so. I agree. I yeah. think the DLC for Scarlet and Violet has a decent chance to be that. I mean, we talked very briefly before we even got on, uh, um, like got to recording. Rather, uh, we talked about how like. This is, it seems, from what we know about the DLC, it is going to be almost like a sequel to Scarlet and Violet. It's going to conclude the story of Scarlet and Violet even further than the conclusion of Scarlet and Violet concluded Scarlet and Violet. And so that's completely different from Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra, where it was these very self-contained, completely separate from Galar, other than a few characters having relations to another character. It, it's not like that now. It's it's going to be, like, sequel. So this is... If Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra was a third version of Pokemon Sword and Shield, this is Black 2 and White 2, this DLC. It's not mm. a third version DLC. It's a sequel game DLC. I really hope you're right. I, I mean, I agree with you that, like, president for it, like, it should happen that way. But I, I don't want it to be like just add, like additional content, like actual DLC is supposed yeah. to be. You know what I mean? It's like it should be like a whole nother game. Like imagine if they never did. I don't DLC. think it'll be we a whole be, nother game. No, I know, but we would be getting a third version game this year, yeah. next which wouldn't year. be which wouldn't be fun. I don't. I'm. I really don't like third versions. Yeah, I love that they replaced them with DLC. I'm probably. They felt I don't, like cheap cash grabs. Yeah. I agree. The sequels did I not. Black liked... Two and White Two did it, but Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, uh, Yellow, all, all those. Yeah, and you and you you have to trash that. your original file, right? Because you played right. the game, and then all of a sudden you have to start fresh. Yeah, mm. I don't know, but people like people do all kinds of playlists or playlists playthroughs. You know, like they you started with Scarlet, and now you're doing mm. Violet. You know, it's just yeah. like another one. For me personally, whenever I was playing Pokemon games back in the past i would play once through the main one and then i would never do like another playthrough until the next version came out do that the third now. version i do that now still do that well there's no more third version i mean like the third version would come out and then i'd play that does that make sense uh, yeah i guess i do like the idea of it be- of there being like multiple it's like you almost get to experience the multiple realities a little bit clearer right like with with i always think of Sinnoh. i'm sorry i always think of um of of the Hoenn region and the Gen three games like Ruby and Sapphire, your player character is either blue or red, like your headband or whatever, and so that gave it a whole different feel. There's different, uh, there's there's different, uh, you know, evil teams. I feel like those whole games just felt so parallel. And then Emerald is like you're all green. It's like it's it just felt like a different game, even though it's the exact same game. Yeah, I would say yeah. that like. So I do. I will kind of miss that. 
I don't, think don't get me to me, wrong. I, I want it all. I mean, Sun and Moon, <laughs> I want it all. Alola, Alola <laughs> feels very bland to me because I didn't enjoy Sun and Moon much. And I'm not going to lie to you. If I had played Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon first, if that had been my first experience with Alola, I would love Lola. But yeah. instead, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon was like a repeat of Sun and Moon. And that exposition in those games is awful. It is so long, it hurts. Truth. And yeah. so playing through Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, when I had already played through Sun and Moon, and the exposition, that first part is the exact same, it is, I mean, it, it's painful. It is actually yeah. painful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're getting this is, DLC. We, we yeah, got to do a full episode about what kind of games we think could be coming because I think there's a lot of different possibilities that really aren't things that we've even predicted yet, right? Like, I don't think definitely it's it, it's easy to be like, oh, it's going to be Legends something else. And it could be, right? It could be. People like Legends a lot, but it could also not I be, think, right? I think it's a safe bet that we could get something like that. Another thing is that it could be a Legends game, but it could be very different from the Legends. With a DLC, like, don't get me wrong, I think that DLC is the better way to go than a third version. I was just saying that I did I did enjoy third versions too, and the whole point was that next like next year we would be getting a third version. So the DLC should be I just don't want DLC to be minimal. You know, like it should be as yeah. good as what we were getting, if not better. If that makes sense? Yeah, like, yeah, hundred percent agree. Sword and Shield DLC was fantastic to me. If they if they do that again, I will be satisfied. If they do more, yes. I will be thrilled you know yeah i think they will i think i think there's if they do less I mean, i'll be disappointed i think they do need to do more because sword and shield the base game feels like less like it, it or scarlet and violet feels like less than the base game of sword and shield yeah like, it's like a bigger world but there's game, less what to do, do i do you know like yep. at least sword yep. and shield had the battle tower i mean yeah it wasn't a lot of fun but at least it was there <laughs> yeah yeah no, i've I, been finding that a lot with with scarlet and violet actually like you could run through this game and do it all and then not have too much left over. <laughs> it's right. like, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, so they, they got to give us a battle facility where, like, Pokemon are set. Like, I know people say the uh, Ace Tournament, the Academy Ace Tournament, but that's that's not it. Like, your Pokemon aren't set to level 50, uh, so it isn't a good, like, training ground for uh, VGC or anything. You can't do doubles. It's singles only. There are still so many questions we haven't even gotten to yet. Uh, so leave your comments or questions or whatever you guys want us to talk about in the future. You guys, you know, ask the personal questions. This is the platform to do so. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music, uh, leave us a rating and follow us there as well. Thank you guys so much for being here with me. Can't wait to do another one of these soon. Absolutely. Bye, guys. Yeah. See you guys. Peace. Peace out.